0: Howdy, Dis After Dark listeners. Toy Story Land is opening up at Hollywood Studios on June 30th. Book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new. Take a ride on the Slinky Dog Dash coaster. Ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos. Enjoy a new third track on Toy Story Mania. And grab a bite to eat at Woody's Lunchbox. Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys.
1: So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others.
2: Warning. This show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Of Disaster Dark. I am Soap Dish and I am joined by two of my favourite people in all of the podcasts that I do. Mr P dubs and Mr. that R- 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 I almost want to start again, but that would be that that would mean that I'd have to edit, and you know how I feel about editing. So P dubs and Mr. Ripley.
3: Your mother Hello. was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See what happened was just before I was going to say Mr. Ripley I was like ah I'd normally throw in a talented in there as well and my brain just <laughs> turned to complete mush and so God knows
3: what came out I yeah, get so. called worse on a more regular basis than that so don't worry about it well yeah
2: obviously because you also live with a woman so <laughs>
3: uh, yes <laughs> we're kind of all
2: used to that I think <laughs> uh, but yes oh, but we love them we love them Um so it's just the three of us tonight. Um, we were actually scheduled to record Universal After Dark uh, for a manuscript report, and she's uh, said a few things, so hope everything clears up for you. Um, and that will be coming out later next week, I think. I don't even know when this episode's coming out. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here. I am like the, the, the Dante <laughs> from Clerks of this podcast, because this recording is supposed was- to happen when I'm in Holland. And yet, and no, you're, uh, you're not. <laughs> well, uh, well, that's only because we've kind of travelled back into our phone booth and gone back in time, at a Bill and head, to a day that we wouldn't have been recording this normally, but we are recording this now. So, so there you have it. Um, Does do we need a third Bill and Ted? Uh, well, we can we can discuss that. We can discuss okay, that because okay. I mean, all, although technically this is *Disaster Dark*, that doesn't matter because. We go off on tangents, and I think that's mm. decent enough news that we can, we can get away with talking about that. But
1: this if... After Dark slash Pod After Dark.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, before we do that, though, or talk about anything else, it would not be a normal episode without asking people, first of all, what are they drinking? So I'm going to ask Mr. Ripley first.
3: Well, I'm, I'm being boring, um, and you know you often mix uh, uh, Cherry Pepsi Max with I your do. beverages of choice. Mm. So I have found uh, Cherry Tango, which I didn't know they still Ooh. made. So I'm, I'm giving it a try. It's not alcoholic, but, you know, hey, what, dilly-dilly and all that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I,
2: um, I mean, Cherry Tango, I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, that's exotic. But essentially, it's just a slightly posh cherryade, isn't it? Which is not something you really see very much
3: nowadays. What's all these posh cokes they're doing now? You know, in these
1: Yeah, someone bins. had one at work today. Well, someone at work had, the, I think, the ginger coke on their desk today. And I was like, hmm, no. But, but yeah, I, I spotted those cans.
3: Name one good ginger thing. Oh, Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> oh, Nick, seriously, I'm saying good ginger thing.
2: Oh, I still would. I still, what, I still would. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dirty on the streets, dirty in the sheets. I you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident on that one. Um oh sorry, you're right. How rude Joey Horner, of course. How rude of me. Um I've got to say, um as somebody who's not a massive fan of gingery things, Ie I'm not really a fan of gingerbread men, other than in the cartoon Shrek. Um, I'm not a fan of ginger beer. Well, yes, I I have been called worse. Um, (laughs) I'm not really, uh, you know, I don't mind if it's in a bit of food, but I'm not a massive fan of ginger. But I did, out of curiosity, because a lot of people were telling me it was nice, I did try the ginger Pepsi Max. And it was actually, it's actually quite nice. I've, I've had it a few times since then. Um it gets it gets offset a little bit. Um but yeah, those exotic Cokes by the way, welcome to uh pop Arthur Dark, the <laughs> the new <laughs> podcast we're doing just about pop fizzy drinks. Um those new flavours of Coke are well, I've only had a couple, they're rank. I had a peach one. Oh, I have the mango rice. one? I'm not sure, oh. but see the thing is, like I like rock and roll, and I like peach-flavored things. I think my first tipple of choice as a teenager, like drinking alcohol, was probably Archers, right? So and my taste has got ever so slightly sophisticated now, but not by much. Um, but so for that reason, I've always quite liked peach-flavored things. But peach and Coke do not go together. And mango and Coke do not go together. And orange and Coke do not go together.
3: Ah, well, that's where you're wrong. Because the secret ingredient in Coca-Cola... Cough syrup. Is, is, ...is oil from orange peel.
2: Yeah, but, uh, I
3: mean, and that's interesting. That's really
2: interesting. But what I mean is, is finding that artificial orange flavour. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, sure, that work. I'm sure we've all we've all been at that freestyle machine... That Coke freestyle machine with like, you know, hundreds of flavors. Um, that's only because they include the, the zero versions of those as well. Um, but when you can get all these, like, you know, strawberry Coke and stuff like that, and just thought, well, oh, just, just, you know, just because it's there, I'm going to give it a go. And it's always disappointing. The only things that I think work with Coke are cherry, lemon to an extent, oh. and lime. Mm. I quite like lime. But I think outside of that, everything else is just a bit of a hot mess. Um and those cans in particular are, are just absolute terrible. The only saving grace is that because they're quite small cans, they cost about fifty P. Really?
3: So you,
2: know, you don't feel like you've wasted too much money.
1: Oh. Well in my at least as- they-
2: they're, they're, at least they're not
1: selling Beverly anymore. Well,
2: we never had that in this country anyway, but it's always no. fun. Do they still they still have that at the Coke station, though, don't they? Yeah. 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 The, all, all the, all the, uh, the Beverly they couldn't, they couldn't shift in Italy has been yeah, sent over.
1: <laughs> they don't sell it in Italy anymore. No. And it's I, literally only at Epcot.
2: And I think that's the only place... <laughs> I think that's the only country that it was sold in as well. True story. I, I actually... Um, I used to work with, and I don't think she listens to this podcast, but even if it was, I wouldn't, you know, this would an upset her. I used to work with a girl um, called uh, Jenna Heels. Mm. And her mum was called Beverly. Mm. So she was Beverly
3: Hills. I used to sing that um, Weezer song. See I, see, I feel sorry for people. Who've got names like that. For example, I know a woman called Eileen. Everybody sings to come on Eileen to her. Yep. Yeah,
2: yep. Yeah. I used to um sorry, not me, but uh, a friend used to go to school with a Joe King and his sister Jeez. was Joanna. Right. And um in my school we had a Memet Memet. So he, he used to get called Froggy. Um that is that is all true that is all true by the way um but i can what's that i can hear in the background i hear somebody gasping because they haven't opened the drink yet (laughs) p-dolls were you drinking
1: well i was i was gonna have a a jack daniels tonight but i've been struggling a little bit with some food intolerances recently as i've I've mentioned to you guys Mm. um and the last couple of days has been quite bad so i've ended up just having a glass of milk (laughs)
2: how do you know it's no. not the milk yeah, it's not
1: a, it's it's certain things that i've only eaten today right uh that i know is is causing problems and and weirdly the other day it was peanuts now it seems to be a wheat intolerance
3: so <laughs> no I, I reckon it's all those squishies that you've been drinking
1: <laughs> that i've been serving
3: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah i spent the day dressed like a poo from the simpsons right hang on let's let's
2: clarify this okay because <laughs> that 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 brings to the forefront a very poor mental image about how you represented yourself you wore a quickie march shirt i did you
1: did, I did not
2: you did not do anything else there was no
1: makeup <laughs> no he no didn't
3: he did, didn't black up <laughs> no or oh, brown up, oh, uh, brown up. <laughs> yeah. Black sh- up even more racist. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah, just do- double kicking the shins. Um, I've I've actually got an intolerance to wheat as well. Well, sorry, let me clarify. The band Wheaters. Um, I think that counts. I think that counts. Um, and teenage dirtbags. Yeah, they, they had two good songs. That's about it. Oh, and really? one of them wasn't even theirs Was it? It was a rager. So. Um, Right, I, I've got my last... Oh, I think it's my last one, actually. i better check the cupboard. Uh, Samuel Adams. Right? So, I had to so then look at what the bottle said. Samuel Adams. So, I've got to be honest. Like, I know it's quite a popular American beer, but I'm not I'm not overly taken with it. Mm. It's all right, yeah, but, but... Is it made here, though? Oh, that's a good point. Let me have a look at the... You've got to say Boston I've... Lager, but I bet you're right. I bet it's... Not Shepherd's Shepherd, Shepherd
3: Neem probably because that's near me and they seem to make every single exotic beer all made in Faversham,
2: brewed and bottled. Yeah, Shepherd Neem
3: There you go. Faversham. Else, you oh, so it's your fault. It's our, it's our Kentish mm. fault. We, we we take all these beer recipes inverted commas and then basically just throw the same old crap in and put a different label on it.
2: To be fair, that sums up a lot of American beer, <laughs> in general. Um, I'm joking, American listeners. Don't 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 switch off. Um, so, we haven't got a proper agenda on tonight. I don't know if you've already gathered that by the the, the first 10 minutes of this show. Do we ever? Uh, yeah, okay, good point. <laughs> um, but needless to say, there's a, there's a few bits that I wanted to talk about, and I'm sure as we, as we discuss things, um, there'll be a few more. Um, but, rather than start with one of the things that um, I wanted to talk about, and I'm not sure what exactly what the Disney connection is with this, but fuck it, uh, we're going to talk about it anyway because I'm wearing my Bill and Ted T-shirt today. Um, is Bill and Ted Three is officially go?
0: Mm.
2: Now you kind of straight out of the gate, mm. uh, you, you commented that you know, do we need another Bill and Ted film? Mm. Uh, and I and I can see having seen Ten Minutes of Zoolander Two last week, um, mm. I do understand where you're coming from. Because Zoolander was one of my favourite um, recent comedies. Um, I can't say, really, in the last 15 years or so that there's been, or 20 years, there's been that many great comedies. There's been a few that stand out, but generally on the whole, it's not been a particularly good time for comedies. Not when you, you kind of look back through history at what we've had. Um, and the original Zoolander was one of those ones that kind of stood out for me. Um, and uh, yeah, Zoolander two, just a bit rough that one. And so, but so was Anchorman two, um, and Dumb and Dumber two. Uh, well, at least see now if you notice the pattern there, they were all second films. Mm. We've already had a second Bill and Ted film, and that was good. So, I I think. Well, P dubs What
1: do you think? Uh, I, I was looking forward to it, honestly, um, probably 10 years ago. I, I think now it's another 10 years further down the line. Maybe they should have left it. I'll still see it. I loved the first two. The first two I still find really enjoyable. Um, But we'll see. We'll see where, where it comes from. But Obviously, Keanu Reeves is in in a place that he seems quite happy to be making it. Alex Winter quite clearly is happy to be making it because he hasn't had another job since the last one.
0: <laughs>
1: um, but, but it's one of those things, that, and and it just seems like that's that's the trend now. Look, another one to, to mention is that Mike Myers has come out in the last week and said that he's working on another Austin Powers.
2: I was going to say, I missed that news story. I didn't, what? I didn't what? let you finish the sentence. That's... The very week that Mini Me dies,
1: yeah.
2: Now's the good exactly. time, isn't it? App- apparently, <laughs> apparently, um, there was a clause in Mini Me's contract, in Vern Troyer's contract, uh, that said if they make another Austin Powers film, uh, they'd have to pay him twenty million dollars uh, to appear in it. So, uh, you know, what better time to announce? Uh, at New oh, Austin oh, Powers? I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking about that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, is it poor taste, <laughs> Meh. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> considering the films that Vern Troyer was in probably not exactly um so
2: Ben said, I think what at least what's good about this is that this has not been something they've just decided they'd better do and, uh, and get on with it this has been something that the, the people behind the original film the two writers of the original film had been working on for quite a while as an idea um it does seem like they've got a good plan for it. And I think what's interesting is that those films um, were about them, you know, kind of, you know, the first one was about them passing school because, um, you know, that would change history and Bill Ted would eventually write this song that would, you know, undo all the wrongs in the world and, you know, everything would be in harmony and it would be because of a song that they'd, they'd written. And from what I understand about the film the film is about them in their 50s or late 40s or whatever with them not achieving this thing they were told they were going to do um, and the kind of consequences of that. So I think it's quite interesting. I think if they did it 10 years earlier or, or even earlier than that, I don't think they could have got away with that as an idea. But... I, from what I've read about it it does actually sound like they've they've given it some thought it doesn't seem like a cheap cash in so I, I'm actually I'm actually quite excited by it I, I think had this been if it wasn't like a, a labour of love from the people that made it I don't think it'd be worthwhile doing and the thing is when you look at like an Anchorman 2 or a Zoolander 2 you're talking about big stars um And, you know, all of those people got really famous and everything like that. Keanu Reeves is one of those kind of actors that just seems to enjoy acting. And doesn't get paid as well as some of his peers would do. But, you know, just seems to actually enjoy what he does. So I don't think, you know, he's not doing this for money. He's doing this because it's something he wants to do. I think that's quite important as well. So I, I'm I'm actually optimistic. I actually think this is gonna be alright. Um and I think there's no better time um for for uh, Disney to uh, launch a Bill and Ted show than now. Especially now <laughs> Universal haven't got it. Um so maybe that's what they should do, maybe that's what they should replace the Indiana Jones stunt show spectacular with.
3: <laughs> yeah, but see that's another one, you know, I wanted to see Indiana Jones four when Harrison Ford didn't have to walk around like, you know, he needed a, a couple of walking sticks. You know, Indiana Jones 4 comes on and he's bumbling around. You know, Indiana Jones Five's going to come down the barrel soon, where he's going to be even older. It's like, uh, you know, make these sequels, if you're going to make them, when these people are young enough to play the parts they were playing.
1: Well, Do we really
3: want to see an old Bill head? No.
1: You say that.
3: Mortgages and kids, and and they go and work in some shitty office every day. Who cares?
1: Uh, And is the phone box going to be a mobile phone?
3: Exactly. Where are their phone boxes now?
2: (laughs) Well, I don't know in America. I mean, over here, you can actually buy a phone box for a pound. This is an actual thing. You can actually buy a phone, you can apply to buy a phone box from BT for a pound and do what you want with it. It's like a community project thing. I don't know. I, I was really thinking about doing it, and I just could not fathom what I would do with it um, other than turn it into a massive advert for our podcast. Hey, maybe that's what I'll do. Um... We can record in it. It could be a recording studio. <laughs> it's true. I'll tell you what. Uh, can you imagine, If the if the four of us got into a phone box to be called the episode of pu <laughs> off Dark in the Pub? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something. With all that, all that alcohol breath. Um,
0: I, with the, with, I think you'd be yeah. alright
2: but going back to Indiana Jones 4 it did give us Jonesy
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> where would we be without that exactly.
2: you've, got to look, you've got to look at the positives I mean oh. let's be honest there's very few positives in that film so <laughs> we've got to take those I'm not, I, I understand what you're saying because I mean, obviously Indiana Jones 5 is filming what next year they've announced yeah, he's in London, 2019. Um, yeah,
3: in London, yeah.
2: I, I really like you said about Ben's head. I think they can do something with that. I really don't know what they're going to do with this Indiana Jones film because Shia LaBeouf won't be back. No, nope, they've and, already said that. And he was going to be. I, I really think the original plan was he was going to be the new kind of lead. You know, he was going to going forward. It would be you know an Indiana Jones film, but he would be the main character, and I suppose Indiana Jones would be, like, his dad. Like, uh, uh, sorry, what I mean is, I mean, obviously he was his dad, but what I mean is, in the in the capacity that Sean Connery was in, like, the last Crusade, um, so the dynamic would have changed, but obviously that's not Indiana happening. Indiana's
1: the name of the dog, Sean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I mean, like, you know, what, what's this one gonna be, you know, Indiana Jones and the old people's home of Matlock? I, you know, I don't <laughs> know,
3: what they can I possibly think it, do it with will it. have to become more like the Da Vinci Code or something, just a bit more gentler, maybe.
2: I just, I just don't. And as you say, like he got away with it in Star Wars because it, it rounded off the character. But and it I'm wasn't just... really
1: action orientated. That role was it exactly?
2: And I mean, Jesus Christ, he he, he almost died with a door fell on him. So. You know, if that wasn't him oh
1: something. Oh God, put that whip in his hand and he's fucked.
3: Do you know what I mean? It, it, like, his arm won't be able to lift it up. That's why there was so much CGI in the last Indiana Jones film. <laughs> Probably.
2: in you know, monkeys! Oh God, oh, just the flashback. Oh, that Tarzan scene. But, um, you know, the, the the thing is, like, Indiana Jones, like Harrison Ford cannot beat Indiana Jones as a lead. Going forward. He's too old for this shit to paraphrase another <laughs> franchise. Um it just doesn't it just doesn't work. It screams of of a cash grab. I would much rather them just start a film with him like putting down his hat and pass it to someone else. Whether it's his son or whether it's it's someone else entirely that he trusts. I don't know, but you know, that, that to me makes... Another Indiana Jones film makes less sense to me in this day and age than a new Ben and Ted film. And that's ludicrous, but it, that's, that's how it is. I just can't see how... Don't bring 90, Fast and Furious into this. ...93-year-old Harrison Ford...
1: Weirdly, I've got that on the telly as we're, we're talking. Oh, Fast
2: and Furious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just don't see how 93-year-old Harrison Ford um, can, can lead a film of, of that magnitude. You know, this is not like grumpy old men or something. There's got to be a bit of action in it. Um, and I just don't... I really don't see how they can do it. to so that, that, that to me, is nuts. And that, that kind of leads me into something else, because before we started recording, um, P-Dub shared some information with us um, about a film that I think we've talked a little bit about before... On some of our podcasts, I'm not maybe sure. on a few of
1: them.
0: Mm. Just
1: um, some little snippets. Yeah, yeah.
2: But um, Avengers: Infinity Wars finally opened in China.
1: Opened in a big way. So w-
2: <laughs> when did it? When, when we recorded this on today. a Friday, we recorded it. It opened today.
1: Today, yeah. They had they had some screenings last night. Right. Um which are taken into account I think it made nineteen million dollars from those early screenings. Wow. And then took another another fifty five million today.
0: Jesus. So <laughs>
2: seventy-six million in a day.
1: Yeah. Um so that now puts it, I believe, eighth in the all time list and it's been out for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean that is that's madness. That that is complete macho madness. As
3: as yeah. uh, the late Randy Savage would have let me steal. It, it, yeah. So it, it's literally. Sorry, Nick. It's literally no. two two million dollars behind Frozen. Which and frozen was that... in cinemas for fucking months.
1: Well, officially, it, it probably overtaken it now.
3: Probably. Because the, those speed, figures that yeah. I
1: put on were yesterday's figures, so it was it was eight million behind yesterday. Gosh! So it's now it now puts it above it, the Last Jedi, and it's overtaken Black Panther already. And considering wow. how big a hit Black Panther was,
2: was it really? I mean, I know Beyonce was in it, but you know, I mean, Steve Martin has definitely gone downhill. I didn't realise it had been that... Oh, hang on. That's no, the <laughs> other Panther film, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the pink one. <laughs> Colourblind. Colourblind. <laughs> I mean, it, it's phenomenal. And also, what you've got to bear in mind is that when you talk about not only was Frozen out for a long time, but then they re-released it with a sing-along version.
1: Yeah.
2: And I imagine... I know in the UK, it's definitely been uh, released for limited time only at, at, at various times as well. So... Um, you know, I- I'm sure that would be the same elsewhere. I'm sure they'd have fixed it. Between is just
3: under six months. Frozen was in cinemas. Wow, just under. So it's done
2: six months' work in three yep. weeks. In three weeks. <laughs> I mean it's it's an absolute it's an absolute juggernaut. Um, oh God, did a man go and see it today? Well, I don't
1: know. She was meant to be going to see it, I know, but I don't what
2: know I mean. whether she did. Oh, I mean, no, you know I said about things coming in freeze. If she hasn't, still hasn't seen Infinity War, well, that would be the third thing. Um, because, I mean, that, that would be such a disappointment. Um, I mean, I still know people now that are just getting to see it, and it's been out, as you say, for three weeks. Um, I, I, it, It's an absolute juggernaut. And I don't mean Vinnie Jones.
1: It's... <laughs> So he may be in Deadpool.
2: I'm pretty sure Finney Jones is not going to be Vinnie in
1: Deadpool. Jones isn't, but
2: Juggernaut may be. Juggernaut. Oh, God. i just had that flashback again. I'm the Juggernaut, <laughs> bitch. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh, oh, who was the person that thought, yeah, that tosser from Wimbledon AFC would make a really good Juggernaut with his voice?
1: And people wonder why we want the X-Men back at Disney.
2: Well, come to that in a bit as well. Um, I mean, it's massive. You know, the number of people that I know that have seen it that haven't watched other Marvel films is also quite astounding. Bearing in mind that this is the culmination of, what, uh, 17 films? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's madness that people who have not seen the majority of those films like you know if you didn't get around to seeing Black Panther um, or maybe like, like The Last Door or something like or, you know that's, that's fine like, I get that but I'm talking about people that probably haven't seen a film since Iron Man 3 that have just gone I need you know I keep hearing stuff about this film. I need to go and see it um, you know the, 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 bigger, the big looking point uh, talking point was the second weekend what was the second weekend going to be like and the drop-off wasn't as bad as they were expecting. No. The word of mouth really has been good. And and actually, and we did talk about the, uh, the reoccurring visits, Um, you know, we have seen that. We have seen everywhere people going more than once. Yeah. Um, or some idiots like me have seen it at least three times. Um, in a week. In a week. <laughs> not, in a week. In five days. <laughs> That it didn't even wait a week. Um, that, that was quite crazy. Um, but it, it's remarkable um, that it, it's had. I mean, it's deserved. I mean, the thing is, you know, another thing we were talking about was is this now. You know, I mean, this is on course to become the biggest film of all time. You know, it's going to piss all over Gone with the Wind. No, um, oh, but, you know, you know,
1: it's getting. It's, as long as you don't piss into the wind.
2: Well, we've all been there. Um, Craig definitely has. I know that is definitely something Craig would have done. Um, you know, it, it is getting to the point where it's going to start looking like it's going to hit those those heights um, of, of Avatar and The False Awakens. They are the biggest films. I still think, globally, Avatar is the leader. I know in America, The False Awakens overtook it, but I think, globally, Avatar is still number one. Yes,
0: um
2: is. And so... It will be interesting to say, but I mean, I think it can do it. I think it's got a real chance of doing it.
1: Yeah, I it'll. I think it'll end up being number two. I think Avatar is just that far ahead that I don't think it will catch it. But I think I think Titanic and Force Awakens are definitely in its in its sights.
3: Mm. Mm. I think if it does on par with Star Wars Force Awakens, which I think it could beat that for domestic viewership in america Mm. i think once you factor in the overseas um i think it could easily be number two but i'm not sure it can beat avatar i mean it's a huge mountain to climb that would be
1: Mm. avatar was just an absolute phenomenon it's just when you look at the figures the fact that it only took 760 million in the states yeah two, two billion of it was international it's just.
2: I think the thing that... is, though, with Avatar, and and with uh, with this film as well, is that Avatar's big gimmick was the three D, and also yep. it got re released in IMAX three D um, with a like extended cut as well. So it didn't have just a one release; it had a re release as well, uh, which added a few numbers to it. Um, but but Avatar was. The 3D film. It was the first, although it wasn't the first 3D film. Um, in fact, I was talking about this with um, Lewis the other day on Disney Under. Not on it, but uh, he was talking about 3D films on there. And I remember going to see uh, Chicken Little and Meet the Robinsons in 3D up London, because at that time there was only I think two cinemas in the UK that showed 3D films. But when Avatar came out, that was when 3D really got pushed in cinemas so the thing is and it would be interesting to see what the breakdown is but I can guarantee a a huge percentage of that audience would have been seeing it in 3D which means there's a 3D premium now this film Avengers uh, Infinity War was released in 3D but 3D now is not as big as it was not as popular as it was and not as frequent as it was with Avatar so
3: I do think it's got that going against it. I really do. Give you another statistic uh, comparing it to Avatar. Since Avatar's release, there's been another fourteen hundred new cinemas open in America.
2: But I'd also, but how many of those replaced
3: other cinemas? Uh, that that is the gross figure overall. Mm. So there will there would have been closures, no doubt. I know, but,
2: uh, I know it had one of the biggest releases of all time. I think it was on about 4,000 screens, it's opening weekend. I'm talking about Avengers.
3: But the thing is, you see, Avatar had that gimmick of 3D, like you rightly said. Star Wars, Force Awakens had the gimmick that it was reawakening a whole new franchise. Mm. Avengers has the gimmick that it's a whole decade, a series of films that have been building up to this one event. So that falls into that category of having a very unique gimmick that your likes of Titanic, Furious, you know, you know, maybe Potter has, but maybe doesn't. Frozen doesn't really have that, does it?
2: I don't know. You say that. I mean, fast, uh, sorry, Fate of the Furious, as it was called in America, or Fast and Furious 8, as it was called everywhere else, um, that did have Statham versus The Rock. For two minutes, so that that's that was its <laughs> gimmick. But the thing is, you're right about that. But Avatar's gimmick added around about five dollars per ticket,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Star Wars didn't, and neither did, and, and you know, and, and also so Avatar's releasing IMAX, so all of them have been releasing IMAX. Um, but Avatar was the thing, you know, I saw Avatar, I think twice I think I saw it twice at the cinema and I saw it once in IMAX um, because the 3D was that stunning now I've never watched Avatar all the way through at home because when you watch Avatar on the telly and that 3D gimmick is taken off it's not a very good film no it's a very very rare example of where the visual gimmick actually makes the film a lot better like Jaws 4. 3. Yeah, well, well, I mean, Jaws 4 had an excellent gimmick in it. It, it, it had
3: um, Oscar winning actor uh, Michael Caine. Ah, uh, cool, oh, blimey, there's this great big bloody shark coming for me. What am I going to do?
1: Told you to blow the bloody fins off. <laughs> the,
2: um, or, or Jaws 3D, yeah. Um, but, you know, it doesn't. It, It doesn't hold up at all. Now, I've got... um, I bought the 3D Blu-ray when it was on sale for Avatar. um, Because it came in a two-pack with Titanic. Again, another film that I haven't watched in 3D yet. Um, But just because I knew that if I was going to watch that film again, that would be the medium to watch it in. Because watching it in 2D is just a pain. Now, I've got a lot of 3D films. And some of them, I would say, the, the film is made a bit... Uh, more enjoyable in 3D but equally the film has to stand up in 2D Avatar doesn't it relies solely on that gimmick that visual gimmick it was filmed so well and the 3D worked so well that you know it it, in itself created this new kind of genre
3: you know so by definition then because 3D has kind of become naff again like mm. it has always done in history Mm. that would mean that the sequels to Avatar will all be flops well see,
2: one of the reasons I think that it's taken them so long to make these new films is that surprise, surprise, James Cameron's working on new 3D technology um, and what they're aiming for with Avatar's 2 release is that they will be at certain cinemas that will be showing it in glasses free, 3D Ooh.
0: that's the plan they're
2: going with at the moment, now that's all tech talk whether that will actually happen or not by the time it's ready to be released, I do not know. Um, you can, I, I know uh, the last few years at the is it the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas? I think that's the one where they, yeah. all the TV companies get yeah. together and stuff like that. Um, there is a company that has produced a TV that, that doesn't require glasses to use 3D. Um, a little bit similar to that Nintendo handheld they've got that's got the 3D effect.
3: Um, or, or the uh, new Fast and Furious ride at Universal. You know, don't need 3D glasses for that, and that's you know,
2: pretty so, uh, shit. They don't need a good. They don't need a good attraction for it either, by the sound of it. <laughs> um, that's that, that's its gimmick, I think. But the 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 fact is is that glasses free um, viewing is almost with us now. That doesn't work for everyone in the same way that 3D doesn't. So. Um, you know, there are people that have issues with their eyes, so 3D effects don't work. Um, They're still going to have to see it in 2D. So 3D's never going to rule the world, but um, if they can perfect this technology... Most people's issue with 3D is the fact you have to wear glasses that makes everything darker. So if they can get it to work, where you don't need to wear glasses, I think that will be the next thing to make it popular again. Um, But regardless... Avatar 2 will be interesting because either people will be excited because there's a new Avatar film or it will do about a third of the business of the first one because it's not fondly remembered. Basically, James Cameron's got to really
3: pull out uh, his stops with a trailer for this one. Mm. He'll probably walk up to a whiteboard and write Avatar on it. And then he'll go up with a black marker in front of all the executives and write an S at the end of Avatar and then put a line through the S yep. and say, Avatar! That's how he got the gig for Aliens, by the way. Did he really? Yeah.
0: Don't Did you know. not know that?
3: No, I didn't. Oh, it might be an urban legend, but supposedly that's how he got the gig over all the other directors.
1: <laughs> Before too long, he'll have to sell it to Bob Iger. <laughs>
2: Well, speaking about selling stuff to Bob Iger <laughs> You know me Love a fucking segue. Um, <laughs> we've obviously talked on this show before About uh, Disney trying to buy Fox And we've also equally talked about the fact That Comcast could actually try and you know, Put their foot in the way of that deal um, And try and steal it for themselves And it sounds like that's exactly what's happened this week
1: yeah. Tried to Nobble them again
2: Now uh, What I've read is that Fox are still leaning Towards the Disney deal even though Comcast Has offered more money
1: Yeah I think uh, I think The thing is Fox have always Wanted stock Over cash Because they believe they'll they will make more money from having stock in Disney than they will being given outright money.
3: Right, and and they get jobs as well, don't they? Yeah. No, he's dead, and he works for Apple. <laughs> well, the, the the sons get jobs. The use the, the the sons get jobs. I believe. <laughs>
0: mm.
2: Yeah, because they need them. Oh, yeah, I mean,
3: it's either that or it's down the dole office, you
2: know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's it. If the Murdoch's <clears> need something, <throat> it's it's jobs to keep those those mm. uh, small ruse over their heads that they have, of course. Um, exactly. So, I mean, the thing is, I mean, it, do, do we think this is a reasonable threat? Do we think that, you know, because they were going to offer more money, there's a potential that they might offer even more money, and we might get to a position where it would be very hard to turn down? Or... Do you think they're so in bed with the idea of of getting into Disney um, that they're going to just, just carry on and almost ignore the Comcast deal?
1: Um... I, I think they'll, there'll be talks. I think they'll have to look at it. But the, the other story that's come from it as well is that, really, the two different parties that are bidding actually want two different bits of Fox. Mm. That Disney want really want the the back catalogue of what they've produced previously and and some of the rights back to certain things, whereas the rumor for Comcast is that they desperately want Sky to be like their version of their cable service in the states here in Europe and the, specifically the UK. And I and I think there was there was talk that possibly Disney have said we're quite happy to give up Sky. Comcast can have it if that's what they really want and we'll take everything we want and split it. So I think there's going to be at some point they're going to have to sit down and, and work out what they what Fox really want to do.
2: That that's really interesting. Right. Because this is this would be the perfect storm. And I don't mean that attraction on Islands Adventure because that is not the perfect storm. That That is shit. That's a really shit thing. They need to tear that out. But can you imagine Disney get the deal authorised with with Fox so they get everything they wanted they get the back catalogue they get the let's be honest I think a lot of this is just so they can get the first Star Wars you know because they don't own that yet Um, and also that might give them the Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor maybe that's maybe that's part of the package as well and the holiday special nah no one wants that
1: well they could do Disney on ice (laughs) (laughs) That is true.
2: With a hologram of B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. Um, oh, yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if if Disney get everything, and that means they get Sky as well, they could pull a similar trick to what they did with, um, was it NBC back in the day? where they got Oswald back? It was NBC, wasn't it? Yes, to Al Michaels. They, yes, yeah, yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> Who yeah. then got sacked five years later? Did he really?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, like, so if you, t- if you know about that, uh, you know, for those that don't, basically, um, because of um, you know, the first Walt Disney creation was was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Um, he created that when he was working uh, independently uh, before he had his own studio, um, and basically, he lost the rights to that character. So. Um, after various things had happened over time, it was part of the NBC family. Um, and, and so, you know, Disney obviously created another black and white character that looked nothing like a rabbit um, of the same colour uh, called Mickey Mouse. Uh, and he became quite famous. Um, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was lost into history. Um, and because there was this sportscaster that um, NBC wanted from ABC, which is a Disney owned network. Um, the deal was cut that they could have him and the contract if they got the rights back to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, which is why he's now back in the Disney fold. So a very strange deal, Uh, but we could see that now. So Disney could turn around to Comcast and say, okay, you want Sky, you can have it. All you've got to do is give us Marvel Superhero Island and the rights back to all the characters for theme parks. Tell me, uh, that's de- not that's not possible.
1: Uh, there's definitely a deal to be made there. I think, and and I'm sure it'll all all work out for for the best. And hopefully, that means Disney get Fox.
2: I mean, you could just, you know, I'm sure with the money that they they get from it, they could afford to buy the um, the rights to Ross Abbott's Superman, or was it <laughs> Cooperman? Yeah, I can't remember what it was crappy superhero. Anyway.
1: Um, and Man. That's right.
2: <laughs> there, there, there's various things that they could do um, to, to replace those superheroes if they really wanted to. But I, you know, that would be the deal that I'd like to see. Because otherwise, and we talked about this the other week, I don't know how or why Universal would want to give up the rights to Marvel Superhero Island when it's such a
1: cash cow at the moment. No. So. Uh, the only thing is that they haven't got much movement on, on what they can do with it.
2: They should try eating yeah. prunes.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I suppose Craig Craig would know about movement at Universal Studios.
2: Well, certainly Cabana Bay <laughs> definitely definitely vouch for that. Um, now it's been quite film heavy, I think, um, but two films, which mm, well, kind of Disney related. Um, had premieres yesterday and and first screenings. The first one I want to mention is not, at the moment, a Disney property because it is over at Fox, but it is a character that would become part of the Disney family if the deal goes through, and that's Deadpool 2.
0: Yeah.
2: So it's which? P- sorry.
1: Which was was getting a bit of a slate in from the, the original test screenings a few months ago. Was it but- really? yeah they mm. said there was and they have reshot some stuff um whether that was already planned or whether that was from the test screenings that they decided to to reshoot some stuff but yeah it wasn't wasn't getting great reviews
2: so i mean deadpool is obviously a marvel character but not part of the the MCU that we know and love um but of course that could you know change if they this still goes through um But I'll be honest, as a fan of the first Deadpool, I I haven't really been looking forward to this one uh, as much as expected. Um, Mr. Ripley, have you seen Deadpool? Uh, I have seen it once, yes. You sound really excited by the prospects of a sequel.
3: Well, I, I, I think I watched it on a plane. I don't think you really take in a film when you watch it on a plane. So I probably need to see it again. But I can't really remember much what happens in it.
2: Okay, yeah, it's probably worth a rewatching that case.
3: Yeah, I think so.
2: Uh, and Mister Mister Dubs, what do you think of Deadpool?
1: I I love the first one. It was just complete, so completely out of left field compared to as as we've mentioned the the other X Men film. It was it was just so completely different, and, and Ryan Reynolds was made for that role. Yeah i I just can't imagine if disney do buy it i can't imagine them recasting or or anything it, it's either ryan or it's it's nothing at the moment i think
2: mm. yeah yeah I, I i'd go i'd go with that um it's definitely different to everything else um i mean the only thing it's kind of comparable to i suppose in how how different it is is probably something like guardians which again yeah. doesn't really feel like a traditional comic book film um But I wasn't looking forward to it that much, but the test screenings had been extremely... Well, not test screenings, sorry, but the the early screenings um, had been extremely well-received. So I'm now gutted I'm going to not be in the country when it's released. Um, I'm going to have to wait a few days to see it. Um, And I I will say, if anyone's not already seen this film, um, one of the main characters in Deadpool 2 is in a film called Hunt for the Wilder People. Or the Wilder People. Um, I think it's still on Netflix. It's uh, directed by Ah, oh, what's his name? Take Watiti.
1: Yes,
2: um, who he directed Thor Ragnarok. So it gives you a, an idea of the kind of
3: humour in the film. It's a bit oh, I've quirky. I've got a question but... about that. Uh, about okay. Can I just can I sorry just interrupt this question because P-Dubs, mm. you'll know the answer to this. Um, in Ragnarok, you have got the rock bloke with the Australian accent. You know, talks yes. like that. What happens to him in in uh, the Avengers film?
1: They've not confirmed yet. Um, They have said that two Asgardians survived and left the ship before Thanos destroyed it. One of them they've confirmed is Valkyrie. They refused to confirm whether it was Korg or not.
2: Well, officially, officially, half the Asgardians left. But they're they're the only two that you actually care about. Right, okay, sorry. Sorry. But it, that that was timed incredibly well, Mister Ripley, because who voiced Korg? Tate Tt.
3: Um, Australian.
2: No, well, <laughs> no, he's not. He's from New Zealand. Take away,
3: uh, take away. Yeah.
2: yeah, the director of Thor Ragnarok and the director of this film yeah. that we're talking about right now, uh, Takeaway Tt. That's it. What's what's it? What, wait, 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 wait. That's the
3: director's voice. Yes, yeah. oh, I
1: thought. And he played that. him on that.
3: Oh, see, I thought it was the Australian comedian who was in the X-Files episode in the last series. No. Yeah,
1: it's the did, you watch
3: the, did you watch that X-Files series?
0: No,
2: they
3: not, brought the it most, back. not the most recent one. No, no, the one before that when they brought it back. Oh, was that Jim Jefferies? It might have been. It's where he was a lizard sort of thing. It mm-hmm. was like a comedy episode. Mm.
2: Anyway, no, no, it not Yeah, take away, take away, T Um Yeah, so to so go and watch that film, uh, and then and then Deadpool two um, should be good. Um, but the the actual Disney film now, now, people still get really upset when you say it's a Disney film. He's a Disney film.
1: That's <laughs> what it says at the
2: start. Disney owned Lucasfilm. Right, get over it. Um, <laughs> he's is Solo, a Star Wars story. Now. I have really not been looking forward to this film. Until the last trailer. When I thought, this could be alright. This could be alright. Mainly because of the supporting cast. Um, I don't think any of us here are are particularly impressed with the, the casting of Han Solo.
1: No. Can't say I know much about him, to be honest.
2: No. I can't even pronounce his name.
1: Alden... Henrik, or Heinrich. See? I think. Wasn't that, wasn't
2: that <laughs> the Caterpillar out of A Bug's Life?
1: And <laughs> <laughs> no, we can reference. say goodbye to that as well.
2: <laughs> it's true. Um, but again, they, they had the the premiere of that last night, and the reviews uh, coming out of that have been incredibly positive.
1: Yeah, really positive.
2: So, you know, it looks like it, this is going to be... Uh, Another, well, I mean, I'm still not convinced it's going to be this massive hit. I mean, they're, they're saying oh, ticket sales right. are doing really, really well, but I, I can't see it being as big as Rogue One or The Last Jedi. No. It's, it's not going to be anywhere near as big as The Force Awakens. No. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to perform as well as they expect it to.
1: I, th- I think the bad publicity from it, what, well, 6 six, nine months ago,
0: mm.
1: it's is,
0: is
1: going to hurt it. Mm. No no matter what you say, people are going to look at it and go, well, it's had two different sets of directors. How good a film is it going to be? Uh,
2: apparently, they, they, they estimate that 70% of the film's been reshot. Yeah. What? hmm Wow.
3: And yeah.
1: that just shows you how good a director Ron Howard is to have managed to do that in what? two months did he have filming I think
3: jeez
2: wow yeah I mean you know I, I don't know how you know for sure what the amount is I mean at one point they were saying he, he only filmed 25% of it so you know numbers can be uh, can be stretched a little bit but I would have thought by far the directors that early on he'd have had to reshot a lot of that film you know, this wasn't like a, a rogue one thing where they kind of got a ghost director in to do the reshoots. You know, they didn't even let them finish filming. So it wouldn't surprise me if he did refilm a lot of it, but but he's a good director, that's that's why they got him in. Yeah. They knew that he would just do what he was he needed to do and get it done.
1: And he so. knew how Locust film worked.
2: hmm. Obviously yep.
1: from directing Willow back in the day. he already knew Lucas's film, Lucas Films way of working, so it was yeah,
3: the obvious I'm sure, choice.
1: I'm it sure it available. hadn't changed
2: in 30 years.
1: Did you Still know it's the same thing behind it really isn't it? So yeah, it's too shy. Did you know that
3: Ron Howard designed a house for Halloween Horror Nights?
1: I read this the other day. Did you? Yeah. That
3: it didn't get used. No, it got used, and it was a big flop. Mm. Yeah, people think people. It's like one of those. Uh, uh, what do you call it? One of those like uh, uh, situations where, with with the the, the genie being. uh and <laughs> on the bottom. You know, people think they've seen a film where the genie was played by. Oh, we need a Mandarin for this one. Simbad. Yeah, Sinbad. Sorry, that's yeah. the chap I was looking for. Um <laughs> said no one ever, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it, there is a, a year of Halloween Horror Nights. It's not in the history books. So I'm currently researching it to tell everyone about it because it didn't get publicised, but it did happen. You know, it's a bit like if a tree falls in the woods, you know. Did it make a sound?
2: Oh, that, that question, by the way, drives my wife nuts. <laughs> she really can't you know, she doesn't want the explanation to that question. She won't have it at all.
3: <laughs> so um yeah, so so yeah, you know, it's it's not all it's all not all hits for him, you know. He's made one flop. He
2: must have made more than one flop, surely. I
3: mean when Derek. when I mean when when you when you consider that, that he is the better looking brother of the pair that that's a statement. <laughs> that's a statement right there. yeah
2: <laughs> what did you say today? <laughs> did the did his house have the funds in it or a jukebox uh
3: no
2: no was it a proper like horror house? i don't obviously don't spoil too much, but it was't yeah. a proper horror house it wasn't like a comedy
3: no house. it it was a proper horror house, and he made quite a number of fundamental mistakes with it, one of which was that instead of uh pulsing people through in like a conga line he decided that he wanted people to experience the house, so he managed to get Universal to put some tour guides in to take people through the house in small numbers, which meant that from gates opening, the queue to to the house went from sort of like 20 minutes to about five hours long and didn't, didn't, didn't get any less than that for the whole evening. So, so many people couldn't get into the damn thing, they ended up complaining and getting their money back. Jeez. So, yeah.
2: Was his second mistake insisting that um, Clint Howard was uh, a scaractor at all times?
3: No, no. The second mistake was that the final room in the house was the gift shop. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> was this
2: Universal Studios
3: or was this it Disney World? Was it wasn't Universal Studios? <laughs> he managed to convince a very large retailer to pay for the house. In return, they wanted the final room in the house, the haunted house to be filled with merchandise and scare actors. It's not a great combination. Come and buy our shirts. <laughs> Jesus. You know, people standing in line trying to buy stuff, and they're getting did scared he... to death, so they're throwing this shit and going, oh, no, I don't want it, I'll go. <laughs> did,
1: did he come back and work on the Fast and the Furious
2: ride? Yeah, probably. Quite probably. <laughs> that that, yeah. that was actually directed by Clint
3: Howard. Um This is probably how Spielberg managed to get 1% of the gate. This is probably... uh, Oh, we've had Howard. we weren't going back there again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't have to wait long for either of those films. They're both coming out quite soon. Um, Right, outside of films, there's two things that I wanted to bring up. One is something that happened today, which I think could could have quite an impact in the future. Um, And the other one is some rumours... That P Dubs had found about Disneyland Paris, Um, Mm. but the first one, and actually you sent it to me before Craig sent it to us, which is there was an incident in the Magic Kingdom,
1: a rather large incident.
3: I I don't know what you know. I've already emailed uh, Disney um, PR department, and they've said that nothing happened in the Magic Kingdom today. Uh, other than Infinity Gauntlet drinks were released, so I, I, I don't you know
2: what, what you're referring to. I'll tell you what, though, I want one of them. Yeah, so do I.
0: <laughs>
1: this is a shout-out to any listeners that are in California. We want Infinity Gauntlets. The sippers don't care about the uh, the Pixar stuff. Yep. The Pixar popcorn buckets can fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> if, I did, I Infinity of those, Gauntlet sippers...
2: I just, and just not... to clarify for our, our English listeners, when we say Infinity War slippers, we don't mean things you put on your feet. We mean a, a drinky cup with a straw.
3: So, so they don't, they don't have them at World. Then they're just at Land. No, up.
1: that's it's Disneyland. I've just, oh, it's just Disneyland. literally come up. Disneyland, yeah, it's all the best stuff.
3: Yeah, well, and that's why of...
1: we're both going next year, Chris.
3: Yes, that's why we're going. We're going to get Star Wars Land. We're going to get Guardians, and what's the third thing? Jurassic World.
1: Jurassic World. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Screw world, we're off next year.
2: Yeah. Wish it was me too. Can't convince them that it's the right place to go. Um, but yeah, well that's what happens when you cut a deal where you can't sell uh, Infinity Gauntlets uh, east of the Mississippi. Mississippi Cup. Um, so no, it was, it's actually the fact that the Magic Kingdom today became the Tragic Kingdom. Um, when uh, What's the parade called? Uh, the Fantasy of Fire Parade <laughs> it definitely was today <laughs> the Fantasy
1: on Fire Parade <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I don't think we're going to see Maleficent's Dragon
1: no. for a while no certainly, no. <laughs> certainly not that one anyway oh.
3: <laughs> do you remember they invented that flying dragon that they had and then but they were
1: never... used once
3: yeah then they never used it again because it's illegal
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, they, they that had thing... to ask permission to fight once
3: yeah, exactly. That thing's probably safer than the parade dragon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's been used at least one more time in public than Boris Johnson's uh, enormous hose that he got for the rioters. <laughs> not that hose, dirty boy. Um, Maleficent's Dragon's Day. So for those that have never seen it, and I'm sure you must have seen it, even if you've not been to Disney World, because they seem to use it for every publicity thing they now do, um, they've got this dragon that's made out of metal. Yeah. Um, as of this... Paris. And Paris have got the same one now.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and this uh, dragon, as dragons do, uh, breathes fire. Today, yeah. though, I don't know if it had been using mouthwash just before, um, or you know, maybe had, a, had something with petrol for lunch and left a bit of it on its mouth, but... Um, rather than him just breathing a, a, a massive uh, ball of fire out from its mouth, it set
3: fire to itself.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, a lot of people are saying that it, it was actually Thanos' doing. Yeah, well...
1: Did it click his finger again? Mm.
2: Didn't fade away. Um,
1: well, it started to.
2: <laughs> it started, started to melt away. I think that's slightly different.
0: Um,
2: but... You know, I wonder what they're going to do in the future because normally, when something like this happens, the PR machine is going to go into meltdown because it's then a health and safety thing. If yeah. it's done it once, if it's done it once, how do they know it's not going to happen again? What can uh, they and do to, to be fair, it?
1: they had issues in Paris when they first introduced it; it didn't breathe fire
0: because well, yes. they had to
1: go with the what the French government were telling them that they weren't allowed to use it and it took them it took them a good six weeks before it started breathing fire you can count on it'll be gone again mm. tomorrow that won't be breathing fire again
0: mm.
1: I mean it's it's
2: it's an impressive effect I, I get that but I don't think it's particularly necessary no. personally it, like to me it's always seems a bit much like they obviously do that at Gringotts with the dragon that protects Gringotts, but it's so high up that I, I can't see how it would—you know—anything major could happen. But that dragon, I think it could be quite dangerous.
1: Uh, it's obviously a heck of a lot closer to the, the crowd than the one in Gringotts is.
2: Well, it, yeah, because the thing is, it doesn't breathe it anywhere, you know. You you feel you do feel the heat, uh, as Robert Plant would sing. But it it's not near enough to you to to kind of worry you that it's going to actually affect you. Because it just it's, it's above you, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I, I I that's that's a different thing entirely. But this I think could be an issue, and I think that's it now. I can't see them bringing it back that effect
1: no and to be fair it's probably going to be six months until you see it again in the Magic Kingdom anyway mm. if they even bring it back at all
2: they should just do what they used to do in the good old days and just get some like red and yellow ribbon um, and just put a fan against it so it looks like flames <laughs>
1: And ten light bulbs.
0: That's right.
2: Who, who, you know, how many people have have ever caught a light because of uh, ribbons being blown by a fan? No more drummers. More drummers in Spinal Tap spontaneously combusted than dying by ribbons. I can I can confirm that. That's for sure. Um. So yes, I mean that that's pretty big news. That's. Definitely going to have an impact on the parade. Yeah. I think. Um, the other thing, and I'm going to throw you on the spot here, Paul. Um, right. Is is the rumours? Now I've yeah. also seen these rumours as well. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming it's, it's probably from the same source. Possibly, yeah. Um, which and I, and I think it's a, a, a pretty reasonable source as well. Yeah. So you know, I think there could be some truth to these. Um, so, so, do you want to run through what they were? And also, right. Mister really doesn't know what these are. I'm interested to hear his take them. I have no clue whatsoever. Oh, right. you know what? If I didn't, if I could be bothered to edit at that point, I would have uh, interjected with the AC Steam tune to Lionel Blair's favourite show. Give us a clue. Give
0: us a clue with Michael Parkinson.
1: But that's too much effort, so I won't do that. Yeah. That's too much effort for all of us.
3: <laughs> well, you're the one that'll be editing it, so... You're that never is true. Know.
2: Yeah, no, he definitely won't be there.
1: <laughs> right, so... The first one was after Phantom Manor has gone through its refurb, the refurb will include a holiday overlay in similar fashion to Haunted Mansion in California. Whether that would include Nightmare Before Christmas, we don't know. The The rumour didn't specify. Um, let me think what else there was. Obviously, the, the big one for Nick uh, is that Tron will make its appearance in discovery land um in i we're assuming the same vein as the other two the, the one that's already built and the one that's being built at magic kingdom uh will be the light cycle roller coaster. what else was there? oh the uh looking at a water log flume ride um that they've been trying to build ever since the park opened. Um, Rather than it being Splash Mountain, apparently they're looking at a Moana volcano-themed version. Um, We're not sure where that's going. Was there one more, Nick? I can't even remember what it was now.
2: Mm, I think... I think that might have been it. Let me try and Um, double-check. But what do you think of that? What's your thought on those?
1: Obviously, the, the Tron thing I think is is a given. It's such a big hit now. We'd heard rumors of it a few months ago as well. Um, and having run backstage, and, and Nick, you'll see this in September. There is so much room behind Discovery Land for it to fit. Mm. Um, quite in in the same vein that they're doing at, at Magic Kingdom over the the train tracks. There's there's plenty of room on on that side. We discussed the, where the Moana ride will go. We think it'll probably go in the land that was originally set aside for the Indiana Jones adventure, which ended up being the, the roller coaster going in there. So there's plenty of room back there um, for that to fit in there. Um, oh, the I remembered the other one. Um, in the, the theatre, there was a show going in there and I can't remember what it was.
2: Lion King, isn't it?
1: No, it was it was something else. And I can't remember for the life of me what mm. it was. Let me have a look, see if I can get the message that oh. I sent you. Because so, it's, <laughs> it's on there. But that was the one that I, uh, I remember. There's something going in the theatre.
2: So, Mr Ripley, I mean, do any of those kind of tickle your fancy?
3: Um, so... I got distracted a little bit, I'll be honest. So, one was Tron, did you say? They're they're talking about putting
2: Tron in Discoveryland.
3: Okay, that's So, if you
2: know where, if you know where, um, I don't know where the last time you went to Disneyland Paris was, but if you remember where Pizza Planet was. Yeah, yeah. They're talking about that area uh, there, which for years and years and years, they've been talking about it becoming a uh, cantina,
3: like a Star Wars themed area. It's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. Because? Just just, just call it anything you like Marvel and slap a roller coaster in there. What's next?
2: Yeah, but just.
3: Right, so hang
2: on. So, whilst I understand where you're coming from, the, what you've got to remember, and this is why it makes sense to stick this here rather than what they were talking about, is in the studios, you're building a Marvel land and a Star Wars land. So, there's no point putting a Marvel or Star Wars attraction in that land.
0: Um, That's
2: my take.
3: I mean, you, you're, you've still got the right to
2: disagree with me.
3: Uh, stick a Tomorrowland the movie themed roller coaster in there then.
2: Yeah, that makes much more sense.
3: I mean, I mean, the problem is is, is we've got a Tron coaster going in Florida. They've got one in, is it Shanghai? Yeah. Do we need to keep seeing this duplication? You know, they're going to put a Ratatouille ride in Epcot soon. Do we need that there? Do we really need that?
2: Uh, well, I mean, considering how I feel about the first Ratatouille ride in Disneyland Paris, no, we don't, because it's
3: shit. Well, but... well this is the thing. You know, it, 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 all right, I suppose a lot of Americans probably won't go to Disneyland Paris, but a lot of English people probably will go to Disneyland Paris. So, mm. all right, maybe you can argue Ratatouille would be fine in Epcot. But do we need Tron in Paris? No, because at the end of the day, is, if, you know, it's, if you look at the prices, I mean, a family of four can go to Florida for, for almost the same bloody cost as going to Paris. Having looked
2: into it uh, just recently, that is not true by any stretch of the imagination, unless you are literally comparing going to Disneyland Paris for three weeks against going to Florida for three weeks, in which case you might be under something. The only
3: way Paris wins is if you get a ferry, you drive, you walk there. I don't care. But you can't walk to Florida. You can't drive to Florida. No. Um, if you was to come try and compare it, I'm sure you can. Horses for courses, using resort hotels, airlines, etc. I bet you I could get to Florida cheaper than the average price for Paris. You,
2: If you... It's all relative, because if you are happy to stay off-site, um, if you are happy to go fly it out of season or last minute, then absolutely. And, but then you could say the same about Disneyland Paris. Um, mm-hmm. The fact is, is that if we go to Disneyland Paris, we would go for at ap- ap- absolute most a week. Because it's a, you know it's more like the size of Disneyland than Disney World. Mm. You can't, you know, I, I finally decided you cannot compare the two. Um, you can't really even compare it to Disneyland, but you cannot compare going to Paris, going to, to Florida, because going to Florida, you are looking at, no one's going to fly out there for a weekend unless they're absolute they're an absolute idiot. No one would go to Orlando <laughs> for a weekend. Most well, the people just... would go for at least 10 days at a minimum
3: to about three weeks would be, you know, about right. The thing is, is what I'm trying to say is, is it's okay having that in Shanghai because mm. that's quite difficult to get to. Yep. that's quite far away. We, I don't think you need lots of duplication between Paris and Orlando. No, I think that you need I to agree keep with Paris unique. You need you need to get Americans coming to Paris because God knows that they need more Europeans going, but they all need plenty more international travellers coming, and they need to. And I think they're doing that. Don't get me wrong, with all the Marvel stuff they're building, that's mm. a huge draw. And I really hope they don't just copy all the Star Wars stuff because it's bad enough that West Coast and East Coast are going to have pretty much the same stuff. Well, the, this,
2: the, the the thing about Star Wars at Disneyland Paris is they're saying that that land's being built. You know, in both the East and West Coast parts, they've had to fit that into the space they've got. But mm. Disneyland Paris, have got a blank canvas. So the issues yeah. they've had building... Galaxy's Edge in those two parks is not going to be the same as what they have in Disneyland Paris. Yeah. So we, we could
3: Yeah. So they'll probably the we'll have the Millennium as well. Falcon. Yeah. yeah well, they'll probably have the Millennium Falcon ride, won't they? But yeah. the land itself could possibly be different. They could possibly have perhaps a second attraction. They're, talk, they're saying that the second attraction that, that
2: those were supposed to have at opening will probably be at Paris. And also, well, that Tron roller coaster. You know, the rumour was that that was going to Disneyland, California, and become a Captain America ride. So then... there is
1: is rumoured. So there you
2: go. So then you're talking about having the Tron attraction in Shanghai, Tron in Orlando, that'd be a carbon copy, Captain America, which would be a carbon copy with an overlay in California, and then Tron in... Paris for a franchise they can't even be bothered to make a fucking third film for (laughs) that's the thing as the biggest Tron fan you know I probably know even I cannot understand the logistics of this
3: thing okay all right what about I'll swap you then Black Panther his country's meant to be more technologically advanced than the rest of the world Mm -hmm. why don't they put a land to that like a mini land to that in Tomorrowland and have that ride re-themed to Black Panther
2: yeah that would work Mm mm-hmm I'd say that but again it's still Marvel I mean personally I'd hope they took Star Tours out that'd be my my preference I mean if they're going
3: to build like the Academy or if they're going to build like Stark Tower or something Mm. those two things are not close to an African country no you could argue you could have you know two different things
2: and France is quite near to Africa so uh, yeah, nearer than America. Mm. Um, the other things were uh Haunted Mansion holiday overlay. Sorry, I'm, Haunted Mansion, Phantom Manor.
3: I'm not a huge fan of the one in um Disneyland. Um it's it's alright. It's it's you know, it's it's um it's a, I think it's great that they do stuff like that. Um because I think you do need to attract people at different times of the year other than just putting out food carts like food and wine. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, what sort of overlay are they, are they talking? Nightmare Before Christmas, like Disneyland? It, well, it says
2: holiday overlay. The assumption is that it would be. Um, mm. And you know, I, I can. The only other thing I can think they could probably overlay it with would be uh, Mickey's uh, Christmas Carol. I don't <laughs> think that's really enough of it. You know, I don't think that's really the right spirit. If I'm honest. Uh, pun, pun intended yeah I was going to say pun intended without <laughs> realising it um so yes yeah, so I think it, you know my guess would be it would be not Before Christmas I mean if it was it would be Take My Money because it is the the number one thing I would want to see in Disneyland more than Radiator Springs uh, would be that overlay um so yeah so that that that's another thing because it's been down for quite a while um Mission, I think you're right, actually, yeah. Mission, um, so at the moment, Disneyland Paris have got hyperspace mounting, um, and they're going to revert that back to uh, space mounting mission two. Which was the popular one, wasn't it? No. Oh. It was the long one. Well, okay. Mi- mi- so, right, so, so mission two was the, the second version of space mounting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, the original space mounting was Earth to the Moon. Was based on the Jules Verne. Okay, when when that whole area was kind of themed in that way.
3: Yeah, you yeah. know
2: that that that's when it was. So so no, they would literally just be taking it back to what it was before they changed it to hyperspace mountain. Oh, okay, okay. Have you ever done uh, space mountain in Paris?
3: I've done it uh, once or twice. And I remember it always really hurting my neck and face. Yes. From that's banging around. That's why I hadn't gone on it. For, I, I, I mean,
2: they've replaced the cars now. they replaced the cars, I think, last year or the year before. So yeah, I think it was before I
1: got my annual pass. So, okay. yeah, it would have been 2016.
2: Yeah. So, apparently, it is quite a lot smoother now. Um, but, yeah, that, that's annoying. That, that's been talked about for a while, so I'm not too surprised with that. Um Oh, that was it. Phenomagic. Yeah. To Discoveryland yep. Theatre. Right, okay, that We makes think
1: sense. it mm. just said Disneyland Theatre. Which could mean that the meet and greet with Mickey would come out. I can't which would see make him. more sense.
2: I can't see him doing it, though. That meet and greet with Mickey's always popular.
1: They can just put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Whereas Philomagic Magic would fit right in in Fantasyland.
2: Well, that's where it is elsewhere, it's isn't it? Much more than
1: Discoveryland, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, my when when uh, when P Dub said that to me, Chris, I did I did turn around and say, as much as I love that attraction, mm. it's what fourteen years old at this point, there or thereabouts. Which was, attraction uh, we talk about? Sorry, Philomagic.
3: Magic. Oh, okay, right, yeah.
2: That's got to be fourteen, fifteen years old now, from when it first opened. Yeah. So I, you know, while I like to see it, unless they're going to rejig it, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah, and that last one was the was the log ride, which yeah. could possibly be things to Moana. I? I just, I just think Paris is the wrong climate.
1: Certainly, it'll be closed during the winter. Hmm. there's no way they'd be able to keep it open and that's why they they stopped stop with the plans in the first place I mean
2: how many years have we got snow in Disneyland Paris recently
1: every year for at least the last five or six hmm. at some point
2: I mean they don't even have the water fountains working the drinking water fountains working in that, in that season no far too cold
1: yeah, that's the
3: thing. I think I think they need to look less at what other parks are doing and try and do something unique because they need to think more about how they can attract people there when it is so bloody cold at certain times of the year. Yeah, it's getting popular with Russians. Yeah? Mm. Yeah.
2: That's true. That's why they extend Christmas now. That's why Christmas goes on until uh, almost the middle of January because of the late Russian christmas celebrations
3: i mean that that hold the overlaid phantom manor is is a good idea because i mean I, I get a bit fed up with the one in disneyland but the reason why i get fed up with it is because i'm generally going to california in october and i want to experience the original ride mm-hmm. yeah but i'm not i'm seeing that again so you know yeah. but that is something that will draw people back you know if you've been there in the spring or the summer having that overlay will bring you back for the autumn you know so you know i get mm. it that's not a bad idea i, I get it's... the
1: feeling when i go over to california next year it won't even be open i think it'll be down for the the change the over. overlay mm. yeah
2: yeah cuz the thing is as well like night for christmas has always been pretty popular in in paris yeah with the meet and greets and stuff so it would work it'd definitely work but i think it would be a nice change I think it would be a, a good addition. That's me. Um, right before I wrap up, was there anything else that um, anyone wanted to, to mention before we go?
1: I was going to bring up some some rumours that we've talked about before mm. um, that seem to be picking up speed, and and that's the the new hotels in at uh, Disney World. Um, some uh-huh. planning applications were listed for some land that isn't currently used um, to be used as a dumping ground for moved soil um, mm-hmm. which they believe is going to be one of possibly three hotels that, that Disney are, are looking at where they can move the land that they're going to be taking out um, so either they're talking about a new tower at at the Contemporary um, to sit opposite Bay Lake Tower. Uh, there's the River Country one that had been rumoured for a while. And there's also another one that they've they've looked at that's set a bit further back. Um, I believe that's on the other side near the, the Poly and the, the Grand Floridian. There's, there's some land there um, that they've got set aside for another hotel. And, and that seems to be picking up speed obviously with this planning permission um to use some land
3: it's funny you should mention one of those i was about three years ago i stayed in bay lake tower and i love bay lake tower and we were in the contemporaries pool and i was on a sun lounger i think i was probably working had a laptop in front of me and um across the way you've got that Uh, like annex building that's like uh, a a, a smaller size to the contemporary, which has got hotel rooms in. Yeah. I forget what its actual name is, but they still use it. Um, Anyway, when I was sitting there, this was three years ago, uh, climbing up onto the roof were all these incredibly smartly dressed that looked like Disney executives. And this wasn't like, oh, we're going to have a look around, have a look, see what flat roofing repairs need doing. This was Big arm gestures and big pointing and and all this sort of thing. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's an old, dilapidated seventies building. They've never really refurbed that often. Surely that must be prime, you know, real estate for a, for a, uh, a DVC location.
1: Yeah, I, well, I think they wonder. want as they want as much DVC in the Magic Kingdom area as they possibly can. Yeah, as, as we've seen with Wilderness Lodge and and the Poly. With the bungalows and the new wings and, and God knows what, if they can, uh, people will want DVC at the Magic Kingdom more than anywhere.
3: Well, the the whole problem, and I've said this on this podcast before, the whole problem with the business model that the DVC has is that the model doesn't work unless they keep building hotels, which means eventually it will fall on its face. But they've got to keep finding space to keep building bloody hotels.
1: Yeah, and and that moves us on to to the other one, the the rumours of uh a hotel at the entrance to epcot which i know we've we've spoken mm. about before and again it seems like planning permission has begun um there's been registrations obviously there at the moment they're working on guardians of the galaxy and Ratatouille um but the front of the park is i think the next obviously the next move uh refreshing future world and and this hotel by the look of it which you can only guess it's going to be similar to what they what they've got at Disneyland Paris, and we'll we'll sit above the entrance to Epcot.
3: Mm. Yeah, I mean that's that is quite interesting um, because that would be a right nightmare to build over an entrance to a park. Yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see because it'll have to be themed like the contemporary, sort of futuristic, and yeah. So. But yeah. they
1: obviously they're with the the new cable car thing, whatever you want to call it, Skyliner. Um, they are pushing people towards the international gateway mm. as, as the entrance. So I'm wondering whether that's possibly part of what the plan is: is to push people that way to use that entrance rather than going in through f- through Future World.
3: Have they enlarged that yet, though?
1: No. In fact, I was uh, our friend Jim um, was talking about it the other day, and apparently, at the moment, they only have four exits out of the International Gateway when they're expecting thousands and thousands of people to start using it. Mm. So it's, it's a bit of a logistical nightmare, and, and to be fair, Epcot always kind of has been anyway. Um, it's not always been the easiest park to get into as it is it's all quite closed in at that entrance anyway i I noticed it the last time we went how how much queueing to get into that park and the same with animal kingdom animal kingdom's the same smaller smaller entrances compared to to the other two so it's going to be interesting once that skyliner opens
2: i completely forgot about that that security You've got to go to before you get into Epcot, and how small the area seems to be.
0: Yeah,
2: mm. you know what? It's probably about as big as the secret entrance to Islands of Adventure City Walk. Mm. Yeah, you know the one from the hotels.
3: It's well, there's just... that other Universal one, isn't there? That's uh, links them. That's pretty small. Where's that one? Uh, sort of where Nickelodeon used to be.
2: I don't think I've done that one actually.
3: It gets used for Halloween Horror Nights a lot.
2: Mm. Oh yes, yes, yes! I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I've not gone
1: through it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that comes out by Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah, yeah,
3: that one.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: if only we, if only it was Universal I thought we could talk about Rip Ride Rocket and and how you guys are both fans. Um,
1: <sighs> Next time.
2: How I wasn't allowed to ride it with Craig. Because uh he, he said no, um cool okay well i think we'll we'll wrap up this episode um so gents, thank you very much uh thank you for listening um we've been having a, a fair bit of engagement recently on social media, uh, which is always good to see, so thank you very much if you have reached out to any of us um, and if you haven't and you want to um drop us an email at uh, disaster that's our email address. Um, or you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at This After Dark, and uh, yeah, just just say hello or slag us off, whatever you want to do, it's fine. I'd rather have um, any interaction, good or bad, than than none. So um, yeah, please feel free to reach out, and uh, we'll see you for another episode very soon.
1: I'm Mary Poppins, y'all.
2: I'm Aaron Adams, and welcome to Jim Hill Meteor. Whenever he says that, I just think of um, Scientology instead. <laughs> Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, oh, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash AfterDart Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash Disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for your continued support.